coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. La, 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 la. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to have you back. Hey, thanks. I just came back from uh, Fort, La- Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida. UFC. Where? UFC. Is it U- There's a UFC. There was. Oh my God. You know why I forgot? Because... One day I was coming back from the beach and the Uber driver gave me a microphone. He goes, you want a karaoke? On the r- r- ride back from the beach to the hotel, it's about a 30-minute drive. I go, okay. So he had a whole karaoke machine in his Uber. And, of course, I picked separate ways. And then I picked um, some Freddie Jackson. And I, I actually serenaded the rest of us. There was like six of us in the Uber. It was a big Uber. It was a big Suburban. And I, I got to do karaoke all the way back from uh, the beach. That's a new one. It was, I never heard of that. So there was a fight there? And tell me about it. Who fought? <laughs> I think you know. So it was the UFC Fort Lauderdale. Wow. So it was the Jacare. Oh, that. Manson. You were there. Oh, I was there. But I was, I was uh, to be honest, the whole trip after that, uh, after that, uh, that, that Uber ride and I did the karaoke... That's all I kept thinking about because I was practicing my singing. So I, did, I forgot. Plus, I got to dog sit two little – the perfecting athlete girls. They're the ones that they do diets for some of the fighters. They brought these two little cute Maltese dogs, Coco and Jasmine, and we got to babysit because they went out at night and they, like, worked with their fighters and did acupuncture. And they were out till like, 1 in the morning. And so – my wife and I got to babysit their Maltese dogs, two of them. So that took up most of our time, too. I forgot about the fight. Who fought, by the way? Where do you want to start? I Let's start from the top. So this is the Jacare and Hermanson. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a good fight. That was a good Did fight. Did you watch this live or from the back? Yeah, we watched it from the back. We're not allowed to. Fighters and camps aren't allowed to go out into the audience after the fights anymore. That's a... That's a hard, fast... Is that a safety thing? Or what yeah, is that? it's a safety thing. I see it. But I used to, after the fights, there's always an empty seat here or there. I used to go up after the fights and go sit with my wife. Um, but they don't let me. So But what they have now, so if they don't let you go in the, up in the stands, you just got to sit there after the fight. The fighters, win or lose, have to sit there in the dress rooms, which get pretty crowded and watch the fights uh, on the big screen in the dress rooms. But, uh, so few... are the fighters are together then after the fights sometimes? Or do they keep them separated or what? Well, they were in their own dress rooms, but that was a little... That's kind of a pain. After a fight, I mean, especially like if you're the first fight and you got to sit in the dress room the whole card, I mean, it's just it's not comfortable at all. And other guys are warming up and... So, the UFC came up with this new thing for last, I think it's for like the last past year. They have, they call it the green room. So, after the fight, the fighters all get to go to this big room and it has a lot of seats and, and, and food and coffee and ice cream and desserts and meat. 
and, and big screens all over. So the fighters all go there. Like, so now um, it's a lot more comfortable. Plus there's food. A lot of fighters get hungry after the fight and there's nowhere to eat. So in, in the green room, there's like full-on meals, salad bar. This one had like meatloaf, chicken, fish, uh, all kind of food, and then desserts, cakes, different flavors of ice cream, and a refrigerator full of all kind of drinks and soda and stuff, no alcohol. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So it's called the green room, and that's where the fighters go after the fight now. So usually all the fighters, you know, go there. Like Glover was there with his opponent, the guy that went like that, and Glover actually shook hands, took some pictures, talked and shit. I said a couple things to the, uh, um, the fighter, so he wouldn't even talk to me. He like he shook hands with the whole camp, Glover, me, uh, Glover, uh, Kyo, Fernelli, but he wouldn't even he would he ignored me. So whatever, I don't really care. But um, so the fighters. Wait, 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 wait. You're just gonna skip over what you said. <laughs> no, I didn't. Why did you? Why did he ignore you? I just he thought, just fought Glover. He didn't ignore Glover. Yeah, because Glover, um, him, I thought it was kind of douchey. The taunting stuff. I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't either. I thought it was a little douchey, but and then I felt bad after because I, I, I might have said you're a douchebag. Um, Maybe a, after the weigh-in, but then after. I found out he ripped a picture of Glover. I was just seeing the fact that right after they got off the scale, he wouldn't shake Glover's hand. I And I said, that's a douchebag move, bro. But I didn't I didn't know about, because I didn't watch him on the screen, ripping the picture of, of Glover. And to me, that's okay, because that's antics. I think that's just antics, selling the fight and getting people hyped. So then not shaking hands with Glover after ripping the picture, to me is okay, the two together. But I didn't know about the picture, so just not shaking his hand, I thought was disrespectful. So there was a douchebag thing. Um, and you might have called him out on that. I might have, yeah. But but then I felt bad because of the picture. So I wanted to go apologize to him, but then he would just kind of, he wouldn't even look at me the rest of the time. Even after the fight in the green room, he just ignored me and wouldn't even look at me. So... Whatever, but um, well, the other part of he's that he's tough fight, as shit, though. He's tough as shit. The other part of that fight when he went over and did the throat cutting thing before the fight, it's all great if you win. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I don't know that kind of stuff. I don't think it's very respectful. And then when you lose on top of it, yeah, when it you lose, yeah. makes you not look that good. It's like exponentially. Like the more antics you 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 do after the fight. You know what I mean? The lower you become. Well, when it's you like lose. saying I'm gonna knock the guy out in the first round, which is really cool if you do. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't, it's really not. Yeah. So I, I thought I thought some of his his I thought some of his stuff was a little disrespectful. I thought ripping the picture was funny, yeah, and I like that part. Yeah, that's no big deal. So so but after the more interesting. So in the green room, they'll let the fighters everybody. who just fought each other sit. They'll hang sit. out. Yeah, like, and I think for most fighters, it's probably fine. Yeah, like as the last one, this one, he shook the guy's hand. They took pictures together and stuff like that. But then they sat on opposite sides of the, of the room. It's a huge room. But like when Glover fought that last guy in New York, after the fight, they were sitting next to each other and talking. And I was talking to the guy's coach, and we became friends. Now we're uh, Instagram buddies and stuff. So we actually ate with those guys. Um, so it's a kind of cool place. It's a really good idea, the green room, and that's where it seems like a really cool place to hang out afterwards. It is and meet other people. Yeah, and, and talk the, to the other. The fighters. food they 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 give they, 
it's 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 fucking first class food. It was really good. It was like really good. Uh, ro- it was a uh, uh, meatloaf with huge salads with all kind of dressings, and you can have like rice or mashed potatoes. You know, it's really good food. And then and then ice cream to boot. You got ice cream. There's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry, and plus cakes. So the green room is a really good place. So we hung out there. Jacques was there. We were actually in uh, uh, Hermanson's uh, dress room. Really cool guy. Really quiet guy. Really nice camp. Um, he was very He's from calm. Sweden? I, I think, think he's so. from Finland or Norway or something, but he trains in Norway. I think he's from Finland, but trains in Norway or something. Wherever he lives isn't where he's from right now, uh, you know. But he trains there. He has a really cool, really organized, disciplined camp. They were very quiet, and they just went about, you know, uh, warming up and stuff. But they were, obviously, he's pretty freaking good. He beat, he beat Jacare, which was a close fight. I thought, he, I thought, I could see both ways, but I definitely saw how he won. Um, I would, if I was in his corner, one of his cornermen, and he didn't win, I wouldn't have really complained. But but I, I definitely see him winning. But to be Jacare Souza, holy shit, that's a uh, that's high level right there. And he actually beat. He actually wasn't scared to go on. You know, get on top of Jacare. Uh, he's a jujitsu guy himself. But I mean, Jacare is a whole other level and um, much more experienced as well. But he did great, and it was a good fight. And and Jacare will be back. And and so will you, uh, uh, Hermanson. What do yeah. you think? Oh, I agree. I thought it was a good fight. I thought that was something a big thing. The commentators, you know, I love watching Dominic Cruz as a commentator because he like predicts everything that's going to happen. I've said this before. You watch the, you listen to him watch the fight, and he tells you exactly what the fighters are setting up. He's like, he's going to go for this in the next minute, and they always do. He's, it's like his, he's got like some kind of. ESP? Do people e- say that anymore? ESP. For like ESP, MMA ESP. That's Dominic Cruz. Which is cool as a commentator to watch. He's got so much knowledge. He's a, he's a, he's an, he's a martial arts genius. I mean, the way he came up with his own footwork, the way it was so different at the time, nobody else was doing that. Um, his, sty- his style is, it was made by him. And he's a genius. He's a fucking genius. And, uh, and he's a great commentator. I talked to him before the fight. It's like, I mean, him and... and uh, um, John Anik, I think. Was John Anik and, and um, DC. Who was the, the other fighter? Was there another fighter on this one? I don't know if there's a third. I think it was the two. It was John Anik and uh, Dominic Cruz. I don't they, know if they're so a... good together. And John Anik is so good. And, and, and this, it just makes the show so much better to watch. Like, as a spectator, I happen to be there, so I didn't hear them spectating. But when but when I'm home watching it, and they're spec they're, I'm a spectator, you know, it just it's so much better when they're they're just so fucking good. I mean, Joe Rogan is great, uh, DC Dominic Paul Felder. I mean, uh, <coughs> these guys are. It's like they they have another. It's like a skill, and and when they're done fighting, they're gonna. I think they're gonna step into something like that because they're that good. Um, and then the after fight group, you know, Tyron, Tyron uh, Woodley, and Karen, and, and Bisping, and, Bisping, <laughs> and sometimes it's uh, it's other guys, but it's Bisping. This one, they're just so good. They're they're really good. I didn't I didn't see this fight obviously because I was part of the the you know one of the teams for this fight, 
But it's just, I mean, it's, it's, they're really good. And they're so cool to hang out with. So, but anyway, so that's how I feel about that. But, so uh, the next fight was uh, Greg Hardy and uh, Smolyakov. Yeah, I mean. What do you think of this fight? So this is a co-main <laughs> event again. Greg Hardy's, it's his second fight? Yeah, in the UFC. There's, there's the girl that does the pre-fight. Oh, have, yeah. We have, that's her mom. And we get to hang out in the, uh, in the, uh, in the lounge after the fight in the bar, uh, at the hotel. Uh, Karen and her and her her mom. I don't know who the other girl is. She's she's actually a fighter, I think. But uh, just such a great group. These martial artists and commentators, just such a good cohesive group. Um, Hardy, just too big, too quick, too strong. Um, as as the legendary wrestler Sammy Henson always. Says too big, too strong, too quick, too fast, too big. You know, just he was he he's too athletic and and too good for this guy. I don't know. Um, and then Dana, like after the fight, I don't know who his nine opponents were. Well, actually, you do because who whose nine opponents were? The nine nine guys that yeah that guy beat. Smolyakov. Yeah, he was nine and two. But just like when my fighters fight, I know everyone they fought. And their records. Not only the opponent's record, but the opponent's opponent's record. So he knew all nine guys, and he knew what their records were. So, But, I mean, he's right. The guy wasn't a a really worthy opponent. If you looked at his record, he had a really hollow record because he was nine and two, but the nine guys who he beat probably had a combined record of something like eight and probably 18. So he, he he only beat losing fighters. Um, also, is all three of his fights in the UFC he's lost. Yeah, so I mean he wasn't he wasn't really a, a big opponent, but that was only a, um, Hardy's you know a second fight in the UFC. So it's, it's a, not like it's a co-main though on a that card. that's well that's because uh, Hardy, you know he was an ex NFL football player, and then his his history is is he's polarized a lot of people. Um, so they're, I think they're trying to bring the draw in maybe from other sports. If you take yeah. an NFL guy that's going to go in the UFC, yeah. he's all in, in the UFC. That's all, you know, they, they interviewed him afterwards, I believe, um, in that post show. And he, all he talks about is the UFC. He got disqualified. We talked about it on this show for his last fight for kneeing and down. We talked all about the downed opponent, but yeah. he kneed the downed opponent and got a DQ loss for his opening UFC fight. Yeah. So this is a good comeback for him. For him. And, 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 you know, the other guy, Dimitri or whatever his first name is, um, you know, he's fucking 92. He beat a bunch of guys that weren't that good. But, I mean, they put him on the main card, you know. So he's worthy of fighting. Um, but he, I don't think the, he was worthy of being a main co- uh, on the main card. But he was the opponent. He was an opponent for uh, Greg Hardy. Right, so there, there's you can't. There's no way to sugarcoat that. He came on as an opponent, not as someone that maybe you know had a chance of beating Greg Hardy. He came on as an opponent, and Greg, Greg Hardy did exactly what he was supposed to do. He went right through him, knocked him on the first round. Um, and, uh, and at, at two minutes. Two, two minutes, and he, and he looked great doing it. And I think Greg Hardy is, I think he's great for the sport. I think he's came from NFL, but unlike that... What was that wrestler guy's name that came to you? Askren? No, the wrestler, professional wrestler. The guy oh, that CM lost. Punk? Yeah, CM Punk was a, 
he came on just to lose every time, but he came on just with his name. Talk about setups that didn't even belong on the card at all. He was... Uh, this Dimitri guy belonged there more than CM Punk ever well, did. Well, and Greg Hardy, man, he showed some displayed some power and speed. Just scary, yeah. scary. Yeah, and scary. I think he, I think I think he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, I might I might be working with him on his left hook a little bit, but uh, you, talk, you talked to him a little bit. I you? talked to him a little bit there. We hung out a little bit. Him and his coach, uh, and and just a good bunch. He trains over at American Top Team. Um, and I think he's dedicated himself to MMA. You know, you know he was polarizing guy because of some stuff in the past, and that's, you know, that's the past. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know the whole thing about it, but you know, when people want to be so negative about him, just remember, guys, fucking Lorena Bobbitt cut a guy's dick off while she, while he was sleeping, and she was like a fucking national. They everybody thought that was great and it was funny and it was cute and. You know, nobody, nobody, they didn't hate her. They didn't hate her. But, you know, so just put it in perspective. That's all. Anyway, remember, I don't know what you're talking about. Remember right. Lorena so, Bobbitt? I do. Yeah. I don't remember everyone loving her. Oh, my God. She was like on shows and shit. People would, they made jokes. She's doing cameos? She was, she, she was on all kinds of shows doing like, and she was like, like, there were jokes about it and they thought it was funny and they were always like Bobbitt jokes. They're not making jokes about this. Well, they, I probably late night. Why talk, is that? Late night talk show. You're talking like yeah, t- tonight show and, jokes. And, and nobody's and gonna have Greg. Nobody's jokes. gonna be making Greg Hardy jokes. So, you know what I mean? It's like it's just weird that that was funny. It wasn't funny at all. She cut off. She actually cut off a guy's penis. How did we get here? I forget. I must have zoned out. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, you're equating Greg Hardy with Lorena Bobbitt. I'm saying there's. Okay. I'm saying the hypocrisy of people that want to. Hate on someone that might have, I don't know, done something to someone, right? Like, I don't know, he shoved a girl or something like that. But was it as severe as cutting off their actual entire genitals? Because she seemed to get a pass. She didn't even do a day in prison. This is falls into the two wrongs don't make a right category. No, but the, <laughs> it's their hypocrisy because they treat, they don't treat them the same after. They treat one like a villain and one like kind of a comedian. Did Greg Hardy get booed? You Not that there. much there. Not that much there. And uh, I think he got booed. I don't remember. He did get booed a little, but I, I think people are realizing, hey, you know what? I mean, we weren't there, and, and let's, I mean, he's he seems to be really, really a decent, nice guy. I don't, you know, I don't know the whole history of it, but from what I understood, I mean, if he didn't do any time or anything like that, I don't think it, it probably wasn't too serious. You know what I mean? I mean, if it was that bad, because even if somebody's not going to press charges... Did the Reina Baba do time? What? Not a day. Okay. Must she, not have been too serious. What? Must not have been too serious. No. I'm just using it, your logic. Yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think I don't think it was at all, but most people did because... No, no, no. Her, but, Lorena Baba, it right. wasn't too serious? No, I don't Is think she, it was. No. She cut off some douchebag's cock who deserved it. Oh, okay. I get but it. But my, my thing is, if she came out to the cage, they'd be erupting in, in applause. Nobody would be booing her. Not even men. Everybody thinks she's a hero. Okay. Everybody thought she was, she's like a, what do you call it? We're going those? back in time. What she's was a hero. This? She was like a cult, cult hero. Nobody thought she was, did anything wrong. Cause I don't think she did either, but it's just, it's just weird how, you know, they just how, how, how finicky we are. I don't remember the story. So is it self-defense? Well, they, yeah, that's what the court said. So he was sleeping at the time. 
But that was self-defense. That's her way. She said he banged, he beat her or slapped her or something. So her way of defending herself isn't getting away right then. It's, he wasn't, he wasn't threatening anyone at the time. He was sound asleep. And she cut off his, so how does that, how was that self-defense? I'll never know, but that's what they said. These are the deep questions. There was another fight on the card. It was uh, Cowboy Oliveira. These two guys are dancing like crazy. And Mike Perry. Oh, my God. They're, they're both entertainers. What did they, you think? They got fight of the night. It, Do you it, think it was deserved? That was fight of the night before it even happened. <laughs> it was a dance-off of the night. Oh, I didn't even see them. I didn't see them coming into the... Were they dancing? Both of them danced into the ring. Oh, my God. And I got to see that. while Cowboy was dancing into the ring, Mike Perry was dancing in the ring. Yeah. Because I figured this was the highlight of your trip. I didn't get to see it because, <laughs> you have to watch because I got to play. see I got to see Cowboy dancing because he was in our corner. So I get there. He was playing this crazy like it seemed like almost upbeat Brazilian cowboy yeah. country he western. Dancing. He came out dancing. And around. he was dancing on the bus. He was dancing in the room. He was dancing in the in the lobby. He was dancing the whole time. Well, and all the way out to the cage. All the way. So he was and, he was having a good time out there. And he fought Platinum Mike Perry. Oh my God, I love both of those guys. He was he was a lot more subdued. I think he had a lot more issues with cutting weight or something. But he was a little more quiet than I thought he'd be behind the scenes. Cowboy Cowboy was a lot more animated behind the scenes. I, I don't expect someone with a face tattoo to be quiet. Those just don't go together to me. Do they? Yeah, definitely. they go together. Yeah, hell yeah. No, most guys with face tattoos just this is them. They're scary, but they don't talk much. So is a face tattoo still scary in 2019? What, do you, what is your opinion on face tattoos? My mom used to always teach me. She had three rules for me. Three rules. Number one, you can never, ever have too much mayonnaise. Because she used to love mayonnaise. <laughs> she used to put one. it on her hair. She used to put it on her hair. <laughs> After she washed her hair, she put mayonnaise on her hair, then, then like plastic wrap to make it more shiny. And she used to tell me, you can never have too much mayonnaise. Okay, yeah. that's good rule number one. Yeah, number rule number two. Do you live by rule number one? Uh, yeah, I, I eat mayonnaise on okay. almost All everything. Right. So you're yes. staying true to mom. All rule right. number two, she used to say, you know, I don't, I don't care, you get in trouble, or you get something, you might end up in jail or something. But just remember this, before you do the disdeed, you can never unsuck a cock. That was mom. That was mom. Okay. She told me you can never unsuck that was cock. Two, that was after mayonnaise. Yeah, that was mayonnaise after mayonnaise. number one. Never unsuck <laughs> cock number That's two. That's number two. Okay. That's number two. And then number three is you can never, ever undo a face tattoo. Really? Because you can't. Even if you try to sandblast it or, or fucking... Uh, and this... When she was telling me these words of wisdom, this was in the, like, 70s. So they didn't have all that laser like they do now. We used to take tattoos by just, like, rubbing them off with a, uh, with a washcloth dipped in, like, vinegar and just trying to... Basically, you're rubbing your fucking skin off all the way to the bone. I mean, if you wanted to tattoo... You'd have to really want a tattoo off to get it off. You'd have to scrub or cut it off or something like that, burn it off. Now... You go, you get it, um, you get it laser. But you couldn't do that before. So she wanted me to know you can never undo a face tattoo, and 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 you can't. Face, face tattoos have changed in our culture because yeah. face tattoos, at least the first ones you would see, would be these with the teardrop tattoo. 
That would be a popular face tattoo. Minor face tattoo. Yeah. But I think when tattoos were popular originally, it was kind of a counterculture thing. Right? I uh, know. I think... Oh, I, initially with tattoos. I, well, I think except was, for military. The military guys got a, t- a tattoo. Not on their face. Not on their face. I'm talking about just tattoos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but tattoos on the face started in prison. So that's where they got their... Um, Usually only inmates would get face tattoos, so that's kind of where they got their stigma. Now, a lot of guys get tattoos all over their face. It doesn't really mean as much. It doesn't, to me, tattoos don't really look necessarily tough anymore. You know, it's kind well, of neutral. that's what I'm saying is originally tattoos were, people, like, if you had an arm sleeve or something, it was pretty, it was counterculture. It was, you know, it wasn't mainstream. Tat- a lot of tattoos are much more mainstream now. Yeah. But face tattoos aren't. So right. I think the new tattoo... There's a face tattoo. You see rappers and guys with yeah. tattoos on their face. Yeah, all over. But you can't. My mom always told me you can't. Well, can. I only bring it up because Mike Perry's got a tattoo on his He has face. like a couple, just little ones, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of them are, though, like little writing or something. Yeah, but the but the teardrop always means I've been in prison or something, you've been in prison or something, but yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know what he's got tattooed in his yeah, face. Yeah, it was like a design. I couldn't really make it. So what's make. You, what do you, how do you feel about face tattoos? Um... What if your kid wanted to put your daughter wanted a face tattoo? Uh, do you I, have any comment or nope. no? I, I would say it's up to you. If you're just remember, like my mom always said, would you pass on your? You mom's can't unsuck a cock, and you can't take, you can't undo a face tattoo. So, so she you, was telling you not to get a face tattoo. My mom. Yeah. Well, she was telling me three things, and I abided <laughs> by all three of them. Okay. All right. Anyway, my I, I never said I never sucked a cock. I just said I never, I never tried to unsuck a cock. Anyway, did you get to talk to Mike Perry at all? <laughs> yes, I did. He seems like an interesting guy. So this was a good a, fight. What about the fight? It was such an... He said, let me just tell you something. Out of all the guys so far, what was the first one? The first fight? Okay. Jacare. Jacare. I love Jacare Souza. He's trained at our gym a bunch of times, and he's the, he's the most quiet, relaxed, respectful guy in the world. I love Jacare Silva, Souza. Um... Hamanson, that's the first time I met him. Seemed like the nicest, most respectful, quiet guy. Just a freaking great guy. Greg Hardy, I never really talked to him before, but he was such a respectful, nice guy. I, I love that guy. I didn't really talk to his, his opponent, but he seemed like a really nice guy. He came in the back, and it was kind of weird. He was talking about in the green room, and he was saying, you know, he doesn't fight much. He's, he's a businessman, and he doesn't know if he's ever going to fight again after this fight. But he always wanted to try fighting, and at least he can always tell his grandkids that he fought. But he's going back. He thinks he wants to go back to his job. He's a successful businessman. This is Dimitri? Yes. Interesting. So, yeah. He's the guy with nine fights or so. Yeah. So then, then then there's there's uh, Cowboy Oliveira, one of the most animated guys. Everywhere you see him, he has a little, uh, little cylinder um, speaker, and he, he, he has loud... Um, Brazilian music and his dance music, obviously, because he's dancing wherever he goes, um, and he's always smiling. Every time he's with the with other fighters, he's joking, he's laughing. He just seems like he's always, always super upbeat. Um, Mike Perry seemed very nice and respectful. He wasn't as animated behind the scenes as I thought he would be, uh, but he is once the fucking bell rings. But I'm he was he was in the cage too before his fight. He was dancing around in there. Right, but he's yeah, but that's part of the fight. Behind the scenes, when there aren't when there's no cameras on, he's a lot more uh, le- uh, maybe uh, nerves and stuff too. I don't know, but that was, I don't a, think that was so. a good fight. Yeah, 
So yeah. that was a decision. That was but, fight of the fight so of the night. One of the things that happened too is I think um, Mike Perry checked a kick. Heard his leg. Hurt and, his foot. Well, no, and then uh, yeah, well he checked he checked Cowboy's kick Cowboy. and Cowboy dislocated his toe and they wouldn't show it. Like they show people's faces cut open, horrible injuries, <laughs> broken legs. Because yeah, his toe was dislocated. It was like they, his like not even done his big toe. They've done that a few times. And they, they came want... back from the commercial. They wouldn't show it. I don't think they like to show disfigured, broken bones, even if it's a toe. But they'll show a nasty cut. I don't know why that. The is. worst. Cut. They showed the guy's head that got yeah like caved in. I I thought that was a weird choice. But anyway, they just popped his toe back in. And then he fought. Yeah. It didn't seem to affect him after that. He was limping. I saw him in the green room. He was yeah, limping. maybe after. But they, yeah. they, you can read. With if, the it, if his toe wasn't even, I don't know if it was broken or not, but it was dislocated. You just pop it back in. Yeah. Normally you tape it, but maybe you're not allowed to do that. No, you're not. So they just popped his toe back in and he fought. It didn't seem to affect Cowboy no. after that. That fight was that fight was fucking explosive. Back and forth and back and forth. What a fight. That was fight. I knew that was fight of the night. That was actually fight of the night. Before they even stepped in the cage. You just know. Cowboy Oliveira against Platinum Mike Perry. You can't not have fight of the night. You just could It was just a brawl. It, I mean, was, it, fucking, was, it was a good, that it was, was a good it was fight. It was such a contrast in styles. And it, it, it made for a great... I would watch them fight fucking ten times in a row. <laughs> yeah, and I they, bet it would be I bet it would be five and five. Their styles did complement each other. They were nicely. great together. It was it was uh, it was a great fight. So then, they they both got bonuses. Yeah. So did so did my guy. So if you're gonna go back and watch any fight off that card other than Glover to Shero, that fight was good. The cowboy yeah, fight was great. It was. So and then yeah, Glover fought I don't know how you say his first name, but Kutalaba. Yeah. The much younger yeah. Very powerful guy. Very powerful, yeah. Oh Very God. powerful and scary guy. So what was the... Did Glover execute? What game plan did you guys have? I mean, was that it? Yeah. I mean, he did some of the things, but... Uh, some of the things he didn't. Um, I wanted to circle the other way more. But with that said, Kudalava switched stances more than we thought he would. He, we didn't expect him to that much. We knew he did very infrequently and once in a while. But he did it a few... Uh, a little more uh, consistently in this fight, so it made the circling thing a little uh, less effective that we were having Glover do. Um, but other than that, he didn't move his head quite as much um, that as as much as I want him to. But it's so easy to say that. But once the bell rings, man, you got so much shit going on. How many? You never hear Joe Rogan say that guy moves his head too much because the fighter's default is not to move your head. You just want to fucking bang. So moving your head. Is, is, is something that a lot of people don't abide with in, in the cage. It's because it's one of the things they throw out the door. Just like raising their chin a little too much where you become an easier target, a lot of people don't bury their chin like they should. Because when the bell rings, you want to hurt that guy as much as you can. And sometimes you just got to keep your head up and you got to start banging. You're not moving your head and your chin comes up because you're like, ah, I mean, it's harder to bang like this. So... Those are two things that we train and drill, train and drill in the gym so they can do it as much as they can in the cage because naturally the, the default is just this. So he didn't do that quite as much and he, he got tagged a little more than I wanted him to. He got rocked. He got he rocked, rocked with, with, a, with a spinning back fist. Well, right? the head kick was first. Right in the beginning. Did that one hurt him? It, it, he, saw, he saw stars, and he I could did. tell. He did. I but nothing tell. like the spinning back kick. That, that spinning back fist. It that, hurt him. Yeah. He hit him with like his forearm. And that, uh, and that, kind of, that um, 
that wobbled his knees a little, but he, he got it back. Glover's new nickname is Lionheart. I mean, that fucking guy came back. Glover, just like his last opponent. I mean, he rocked him with some brutal elbows. He did. But Glover just came. He's like fucking Lionheart. He comes back and just, he fucking went in for the, he went in for the win. You know, I mean, he was on the guy. And and the second round started turning because uh, one thing I told Glover was, you know, just remember, after this first round, he's not going to be the same. So no matter what ferocity comes out within the first round, Keep moving, throw your own stuff, take down attempts, whatever. Come the second round, he will not be quite as ferocious. And he wasn't in the second round, thank God. And um, he was still, he's still super dangerous, but not quite. He, he did a trip or something, a slip, and he was able, Glover was able to capitalize. Glover's like, yeah, I'll take that. I think uh, he got right on him. Got on. And once, once he got in the top, it took a sec because the guy's no no slouch. He's a fucking wrestler himself. He's a like some kind of world class uh, wrestler. But Glover, once Glover gets on top of you, his two hundred and twenty three point seven pounds. That's how much he weighed when he stepped into the cage. Um, was uh, was it feels like five hundred? He's been on top of me. Like, well, you know, grappling is like, all right, I'm going to try this, try this. And when he puts his weight on you, he just positions it a certain way where it sounds like he's got a, you got a fucking truck tipped over on you. I mean, he's like unbelievable. Well, then, and this is another instance where Dominic Cruz is like, he's basically telling you what Glover's thinking and what he's about to do. So, what did he say? Well, he's just talking about him passing into the mount and what he was going to do next and... Glover just passed right into the mount and just started. That guy didn't want anything to do with that. He's turned over and just. Once Glover flattened him out, yeah. between Glover flattening him out and the tap, there was like fucking. It was a split second because as soon as he got flattened out. Oh, he tapped immediately. Yeah, the, the, the arm come, it's, it's a scary, painful feeling. And, you know, like just a regular die. blood choke when you're like, when he's got your back, got his hooks in or whatever position. But once you get flattened out, that fucking neck is in a really bad position, and that was an instantaneous choke because pain, you, I mean, you can take, you feel someone's choking you, it's a blood choke, it doesn't really hurt that much, and once you feel like you're going out, you're going to tap, but that, the second he got it, it was like, and boom, I was like, thank you, God, there is, thank you. Well, and I think Glover tied somebody's record for submission, yeah. light heavyweight submission. I think John Jones. Yeah, he did. So... That was awesome. Glover is Lionheart. Here, this is an awesome picture of you two. You got to put that up in the gym somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. Uh, a guy after the fight, the photographer just says, "Hey, I just want to get a picture of you and Glover." And there's a backdrop there, and I, I could, I was gonna uh, edit it in a little bit, but yeah, I'm gonna crop it in a little. But it's a great picture, and that's after the fight. Uh, um, it was, it was a great. Glover was in great spirits uh, after the fight, and uh, you know. Bing, yeah, he's such a energy. His his personality. Did you see what he did with uh, DC? Did you see that picture? That was with. Was I that, mean, with uh, not DC. DC. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, this is a New Yorker. No, guy. it was yeah. It was uh, a. <laughs> fuck, who's it? Matt Sarah. It was Matt Sarah. Did you see that picture? Yeah, I didn't see it happen on TV. Oh God! Also, I was a little disappointed. Oh, they should have showed that. I was no, I was a little disappointed during the fight that they didn't go into the corner because some of the fights they go into the corner. Oh, they didn't come in. No, they went to a commercial. Uh, thank God, I don't want to. I don't want to Maybe if there would have been another. Anyway, round. this is a, this is a picture between. He went right up to Matt Sarah. 
Can you, you can see that, right? Yeah, he put him in a choke. He put went up to Matt Sarah, who was sitting ringside or cage side, and he put him in a choke. And it's really funny. Glo- Glover has such a cool, outgoing, funny personality. He's just, he's just funny as shit. He's really funny, and he's so calm before a fight, and then after a fight, he's you know he's just. His personality is is unbelievable. You know, he, he's English second language, so a lot of people don't don't get get his person his his sense of humor. But he's funny as shit. He really is. He used to teach at our gym. You know, I mean, when he was fighting, when he started his career, I've had him since his first fight, and when he's starting his his career, you know, to pay me dues for training him, he taught the kids class, and it was like everybody loved him. He was like. Is like unbelievable. I mean, the kids, the parents, they were just like, when he finally left to go fight, you know, the, the higher, you know, take the next level, he had to leave and go, went to, went to uh, Brazil because he had to take care of his, uh, his visa and shit. Man, he got missed. He was missed so much. I mean, to this day, when people see Glover, it's like, yeah, remember when he used to teach? He was the, his personality is, and he has a gym now in, 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 uh, in, um, in Connecticut, it's in Danbury, Connecticut, um, and it's you know it's a pit pit affiliate, and he's just he's his personality and his is the way he teaches is he is going to be such a successful uh, martial arts gym owner. It's crazy. Did you see uh, what he, who he asked for his next fight? Yeah. What do you think of that? I, I'm not crazy about it. Um, I like it, but I'm not crazy about it. There's other guys I've picked before him. Uh, well, but it's, it's Corey it's, Anderson. I was like, Corey Anderson, yeah. but but it's uh, he wanted to fight him again because because he, he got beat and he knows he thinks he can beat him. Yeah, because he fought him on you know they switch opponents and that there's some about that fight. He I mean he that, wants it again. Yeah, he wanted him and Phil Davis. Those are two uh, two that really bug him. Like Phil Davis was a huge fupa with his weight cutting. He was like fucking. Something was crazy, like he had to lose 20 pounds the last day because he was trying these weight thing, a new system, and it wasn't working, and he got bloated, and it just, it didn't work, it did not work out, and his his weight cut was just fucking horrendously terrible, and he was like, already, he was, he said he was winded already getting into the cage, you know, it was just, it was terrible, he's not making excuses, you know, but he just, that was the worst he's ever felt for a fight. So. Yeah, well, I just I have a lot of respect. He wants to fight somebody that beat him instead yeah. of avoiding that guy. Yeah. He's like, I can beat that guy. I want to fight him again. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, you, from your point of view, maybe not. But I thought it was. Yeah, pretty, yeah I didn't like. I from don't a like fan it. point of view, or just Glover gets so much respect. I mean, even the the guys in the post show and everything talked a lot about Glover and how much they all respect him. And well, you, you can't not like Glover. Glover's one of these guys where just every fucking buddy loves G Lover. You know, everybody loves G-Lover, and, and uh, his personality and the way he conducts himself and carries himself, and he's just he's just a fucking class act all the way. Like a lot of these guys are, I just don't know him as well. So you're talking about the Lineker fight. The Lineker fight against Corey... Uh, Sandhagen. Uh, yeah, why he got fucking booed, I don't know. Uh, he got the decision. Uh, was it a split Did decision? Did that one end at getting choked? Was he getting choked at the something, end? Something, something. And blood was squirting out of his yeah. nose. Was that Corey Sandhagen? But but he also he was also winning every other fucking exchange and winning every other round. 
You know, I it was for him to get booed. It was just like, I mean, John Lineker is a fucking beast. I think he's gonna rise to the top. I see him fighting for a title. I think he's brutal, but he was he was just swinging at 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 uh, Corey and missing and and I mean the strikes. Uh, you know, 128 to 106, 120 to 106, um, takedowns 2 to 1. He won that fight. I mean, numbers, you could just see he won the fight. He was more effective all the way around. Um, and for him to get booed, it's just that's just so fucking douchey. It's like... I think he even mentioned in the post-fight interview, he's like, wow, I'm getting booed. This doesn't feel very good. <laughs> Like when he's talking to John it's, it's just fucking douchey. It's like, yeah. if you guys go in a crowd, if the guy, if it's a clear-cut, like, lopsided uh, robbery, which there are a lot of, I would boo. Everybody should boo. But nobody thought this guy should have won. They just you booed You can't him. boo the fighter. You could boo the judges in a decision. Right. Unless yeah. the fighter's doing illegal things. You right. You boo the were, fighter. Yeah. But, but when it's a bad decision, you usually are booing the judges. But... But to boo him, who actually won, just because for what, I don't even know why, because maybe they were fucking. Is Lineker from Florida? I don't think so. Maybe he trains with ATT right now or something. I don't know. But that was a good fight. It went back and forth. Fucking Corey is good. He's he's from that camp. Uh, I think he's from Elevation, in 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 uh, Denver. There's three uh, pretty big schools there, uh, including our our good friend uh, Factory X uh, in Denver. And this guy's in elevation. His name's Elliot. I, uh, he, he's a, I think he was a fighter at one time, um, and now he's a, he's a successful trainer, and he has a bunch of good fighters. So good for him. So that was a good fight, but it was pretty one-sided. All right. Is that good? Yeah. All right, so that's it. What else we got? What else we want to go over? Um, bing, bing, bing. Uh, we got... We didn't have much else. Um, I thought there was a... a, a uh, I did want to ask you one thing, if we have one more minute. Okay. Would oh, you yeah. bring your kids to watch you fight? Did you see <laughs> Jim... Um, who did that? Jim Miller? Uh, he, he, he had his little kids in the audience watching him fight. Little uh, kids. Little. Like, yeah, four, I mean, four years old, watching Daddy fight. He won, which was nice. Yeah, I'm glad he won. But... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what, but, what do you think about that? I don't think... I think it's, it's the individual thing. I don't... I don't think there's anything wrong with that watching two guys in a sport. If they see their dad win or lose, I don't think... Like, you're not going to bring them over if you're going to Afghanistan fighting a war. But I think to fight in a cage, you know, a sport fight, I, I don't think there's... Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I just thought I'd ask you about it. Because yeah, those I, kids I, were happy that their dad won. Yeah. <laughs> They're little. I mean, they don't really understand. I don't know if they just go seeing your dad go in there and possibly get beat up. If they at four years old, yeah, how well you understand that? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna understand it very well, and I, I. But I think for him, having them there is extra support, and I think when they get older, they'll always remember it. Like there's things that my dad took me to a Yankees game when I was a kid, and I fucking don't remember anything about it. But I always remember I went to a Yankees game, but now they'll remember that they went to their dad's fight. I don't think I don't think anything negative or really positive is gonna come for it. But if it helps him, then more power to him. Great guy. So anyway, it was a good night. Great time. Uh, UFC fought Lauderdale. I love martial arts more than ever right now being there. There's no other time I feel that. I'm sitting in the fucking 
in the in the lounge or in the restaurant in the in the hotel. Everybody there's a fighter or one of the fight camps who are usually fighters or ex fighters. I just I just sit back and I just like I don't even care. I don't even have to face the door. I always want to face the door. You know, I'm a regular martial artist. I just sit back and I got like I feel so safe and secure. You know, just talking it like we all know each other. I, you know, maybe they recognize me because because I've been around long and I'm old. But I don't recognize half the guys, but I just know I can tell they're martial artists. And I was like, I love being around martial artists. It's like, it's it feels so safe and comfortable, and 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 uh, you know, I just I have such respect for the guys. And it's just it's a it's it's a great week when we go to fight week. It's just being around everybody. Just it's like it's like it'd be probably if you're around a bunch of surgeons. No, we end up talking about surgery a lot. <laughs> for sure yeah we don't, we don't talk about fighting that much to be honest we just, it's usually joking usually when there's fighters around and, and martial arts there's usually a lot of joking because there's so much testosterone there's so much macho alpha male stuff it just it just it's like opposite when we're with each other it's like it just completely goes away and guys don't mind being goofy and silly and fucking just talking goofy and, and not even Nobody tries to mad dog each other, or it's just it's just a bunch of fun. That's all. But it was a great trip. Yeah, it sounds like a good trip, and it's nice when you come back with a, a win with Glover. Yeah. All right, man. Till next time. Thanks for coming. Please share. Please, uh, please comment and 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 give us some kudos. This is the best fucking podcast in the world. That's some good behind the scenes stuff. It is from uh, from Fort Lauderdale. See you guys. All right, John. Till next time, man.